1: Uh, it's a Thursday, Taz and the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house, it's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. You've got Mike and Pete across the way, bogish with your updates as we go right up until 9. Jack Del Rio is going to join Taz and myself coming your way in the third and final hour. So it'll be good to talk to uh, the former Viking linebacker, former head coach and defensive coordinator in the National Football League, You see him all over the place now. What's going on,
2: Taz? How you doing, man? Uh, Good, good, Luce. I'm good. good. Uh, Hello, everybody out there listening to us right now. Hello, Mike. Hello, Pete. Uh, Hello, Andrew out in the newsroom. Hello, everyone.
1: Yes, yeah, and uh, we got uh, three hours uh, of of chatting with you, and uh, we kick it off talking a little bit about uh, the comments from Troy Aikman uh, who was on a uh, Dallas radio station yesterday? Very, very critical, Taz, of uh, you know Jerry Jones and and the leadership of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Yeah, he he really did. He he didn't pull any punches, uh, did Aikman? And you know, I think it's I think it's definitely an eye opener for hopefully for Jerry Jones. I mean, I don't know how much Jerry Jones gives a a, a ratch, you know what about Aikman? I would hope he he respects him and his uh, expertise and the great player he was and what he how great he was and what he did for that for that Cowboys franchise and. And when he actually does it in the announce booth, and now he's still on top of the game as, as one of the better color commentators covering pro football. So, yeah, I mean, he really he really went out Jones. He went a little bit at the coaching. He went at the whole overview, right, the whole thing of, the, of you know, what's, what's more important. Is it football or is it the business of football until it's game day? That was like his big, more or less his, I'm paraphrasing and pulling out, one little bit of what he said, but he has some heavy comments.
1: Yeah, um, you know, saying uh, there's a lot to this job. There's a lot he has to overcome. This is in reference to to Garrett specifically. It's not run traditionally the way most organizations are, and that is, uh, that is to the detriment of the Cowboys. You can't look at three playoff wins over the last 25 years and surmise that all the problems over that time have to do with coaching. I think you have to look at the top and say, how are we doing it from the top? I think business uh, I think businesses do that. I think anyone worth their salt evaluated from the top down. Yeah. So I mean, taking a, you know, really uh, you know, basically a bullseye on on the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones and, you know, his family in terms of the way and certainly they're great businessmen and businesswomen uh, as his daughter plays an instrumental role in, in the Cowboys franchise as well. The valuation is off the charts, right? I mean, they've got a a Mecca of a of a stadium. A lot of people believe it's the best stadium um in the National Football League down there. Uh yeah. you know, people I know that have gone there, Taz basically say it's unbelievable. I mean you go watch a, a cowboy game or a football game down there, college maybe, uh that's an unbelievable experience. So you know, they're great at printing money, they're just not great at winning. Right. <laughs> and, right and that's right, uh, yeah. it's a you know it's a, it's amazing how, you know, successful and you know, how the value of the Dallas Cowboys continues to go up and up and up, but it has been a long time since Barry Switzer and win that last Super Bowl. And they have the
2: talent, and that's kind of what Aikman said in his statements too. Trey Aikman said, "I mean, the, the talent's there. It's just, it's just not. Is it a coaching issue? Is it a front office issue? I mean, another one of his quotes. He said, We you got, you, you've got a head coach. You got a head coach who comes down and says, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna basically evaluate a kicker, and then the front office says right after that, probably in a press conference right outside the locker room.'" That they're not evaluating the kicker, so it's like he's using that as an example. Aikman, that happens a lot with Jared Jones, as you know, because you know he he micromanages and he he's on top of it. and And I kind of took from it too that Aikman was saying he feels like Jones wants you know Garrett to really do well, and this you know, but it, 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 the way he goes about it, I mean, I'm not speaking for Aikman, but it sounds like he's not a fan of how. Jerry Jones and, and the people in that front office under Jones, uh, the brass of the Cowboys, does the business part of the football business, and 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 I think it's more, probably mostly because of the micromanaging.
1: Yeah, and and I think uh, you know I think you're dead on correct in terms of uh in terms of that assessment. Now the you know and we'll get to some more of the the quotes from from Aikman, but now the case is you know does it. You know, for Jerry Jones, does it really do anything? Does it move the needle, uh, huh. so to speak? Does it bring about any kind of a of a change? Look at a Hall of Fame quarterback, an immortal cowboy, a guy that won a lot of football games, uh, was the number one pick, uh, you know, coming out of UCLA, um, you know, a number of years ago. Um, certainly was there during the glory days of Jimmy Johnson, when the Cowboys were, you know, the most one of the most dominant teams in the National Football League Taz. Does it? does it cause Jerry Jones to move? Or is it a case of where Jerry Jones thinks, you know, who's been uber successful, uh, who's a billionaire, uh, is it going to cause Jerry Jones to look at and say, ah, you know it doesn't really factor in, we're doing things the right way. Troy might not agree, but we're going to prove Troy Aikman wrong. Yeah, I I don't, I mean,
2: me personally, I don't think nothing is going to get Jerry Jones to move. He's 77 years old. Like you said, he's a billionaire, ultra-successful man no matter if you like him or not, he has a brand in itself called Jerry Jones. It's him, uh, not just a top-notch American businessman, but he's a, he's a, he's just he's a household name per se, definitely in sports. So he's he, and he's got an ego. You could tell he's got an ego. And most men or women that are billionaires, well, they have an ego. And if you're going to be a billionaire, you probably should have an ego. <laughs> so, but but I don't think uh, you know I don't know if your question is rhetorical or not, but I don't think there's nothing. That's gonna. No matter if it's Aikman, I don't care if it's Roger Staubach, I don't care which great quarterback or great football player that was a Dallas Cowboy says anything publicly about Jerry Jones. I don't think it's gonna change Jones one
1: iota. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I, you know, the way I, that I looked at the comments, um, Taz, I looked at it as more of a defense. I mean, critical of Jones certainly, but I, I think the motivation from Aikman was a defense of his friend uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah. Um, that's the way I looked at it. Uh, that's the way when I heard it. That's the way I think the comments read when I read it. Um, when he says, we've got a head coach who we know for 10 years has been saying we're focused on Tuesday. Today, that's all we're worried about is having the best practice today that we could possibly have. That's been his message throughout. And the owner's talking about getting on a run to win the Super Bowl, and they've lost three of their last four. So, in terms of... I think it's a case of everybody likes to. It feels like across the country, you know, knock Jason Garrett. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. You know, clapping, chewing gum, patting guys on the rear end on the way out. He's the ultimate head coach cheerleader. We've heard all the knocks of Jason Garrett of what you know the perception of Garrett across the National Football League landscape. I thought it was motivation of Aikman saying, "Listen, guys, you you know, if you're not part of it, if you're not basically there, you don't exactly know what's going on." And Jason Garrett's got a lot to deal with on a day in day out basis. This isn't a simple head coaching job. This is a case of basically him having to run through hoops on a day in day out basis. Yeah, that's well, the way I looked at it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I'm. You know, I, I think you might be right. Pretty much dead on. I mean, I, because that's got to be what it is. And definitely the friendship with Aikman and Garrett for sure. Uh, and look, as a former player like Aikman, he's probably looking at like you know, as a former player. He's looking at how these players are thinking and what they're dealing with. They they don't know I mean, who who you know, who's in charge. You know if if the ownership if the brass is is passive aggressively undermining the coaching staff, namely the head coach, and saying the comments he said. You know, which is definitely passive aggressive. That that we played with Jones played that we, yesterday. He said something like, uh, "He's gonna he's gonna coach you know, Gallo's gonna coach in the NFL someplace." Something that I, I'm paraphrasing it, but. You know, those comments, like players hear that and they're like, damn, wow, geez. Now, so then Aikman's probably thinking for his friend Garrett, like, wow, if you lose the locker room and the players start to lose some respect for you because the boss has no respect for you and publicly punch you out in a nice way, that's not that's not good.
1: No, That's not good at all. No, you know? I, you know, and and no, you you need to certainly have the, the room. You certainly need to have the the ear of the players yeah, if you yeah, want to get the, the players. Lock, forget about right. It. If you want to get the players to respond to you and to play hard. And you know, we referenced it a number of weeks back where Jason Garrett, before you know, losing three of their last four, you know, had a uh, had a meeting with his players taking responsibility for some of the mistakes he said on the sideline and reportedly down in Dallas was that went over very, very well. Uh, where you know the players looked at Garrett as a little bit differently in in his connection with the players, and then you're getting these kind of stories coming out. You reference the stuff with, and Mar has been terrible. Brett Maher has been terrible this year for the Dallas Cowboys. How many big kicks has he missed oh, over the course of the year? No. Um, and I'm not saying that's the reason why they're a six and six football team, but he's part of the problem. Uh, he's not been part of the solution. So when you're bringing in guys like Nick Rose, the former Texas kicker and I think he kicked for the Washington Redskins at one point in time, uh you know, and and other field goal kickers and you're getting the, you know, difference of uh the messaging from ownership and the head coach. How badly does that look upon a team in terms of everybody not being on the same page where the coach is saying, "Yes, we we are looking at other guys. There are tryouts." And then you know, the Jerry Jones is basically saying, no, that's not necessarily the case.
2: Yeah, it's horrible. I you...
1: mean, I, I mean, how do you do that? As an organization, the, you talk about lack of communication. Right. How exactly do you expect to be run effectively, Taz, where <laughs> everyone's pointed in the same direction when you don't even seem to be on the same direction regarding your field goal well, kicker?
2: Even, and you're right. And even to that point, so, so check it out. So just imagine now, let's just say, uh, for hits and giggles, you're Ron Rivera. Right, <laughs> so you're, you're out. You're out of the Panthers, but you're still a young enough guy in your mid fifties, and you're in good shape, and your mind is straight, and you're respected in the league as a former excellent player and an excellent coach. And now, Jerry Jones, you know he ends up. Let's say at the NBA, Garrett's gone. All that speculation is the truth. So now they they start exploring Ron Rivera, maybe coming to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Like, if you're him, are you going to want a, de- a veteran head coach who's legitimate? As a coach, are you going to want to deal with being undermined and disrespected and punked out by the owner? I, I, I'm, if I'm Rivera, I don't want to go to the Cowboys unless the money is insane and I have full protection and creative control of my team, my scheme, and my owner of the team is not going to love the microphone and the camera so much. My point is some coaches that have... You know, that are a little longer in the tooth, that are credible, they might not want to go if they have other options to the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Well, that, that's fair, unless the draw is of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they the made star, the brand, and right. America's team, and and doing it in Dallas, and the the popularity of that team, and saying I can be the guy that can get it right, because coaches have a ton of confidence. But you're right. I mean, there are coaches certainly, Taz, that are are not going to want to be a part of that. Uh, are not going to be, and that's something that you know when when people knock Jason Garrett. The, and I get you can knock him at X's and O's. I I understand that, Taz. The one thing Jason Garrett is able to do, personality wise, something that Bill Parcells grew tired of, something that Jimmy Johnson grew tired of, is dealing with Jerry Jones's personality, dealing with the over-the-top nature. Dealing, and what can you he say? He's the owner of the team. So uh, I mean, there's, that's, there's that's nothing, my point. Yeah, but the just... point is, is that there's not a lot of guys that can deal with that. But in order to deal with that. You have to get through a lot of nonsense and, and kind of uh, you know put the boots on and get through a lot of BS because there is a lot of nonsense that goes on there in Dallas that doesn't go on in other places because of how influential the owner is and how much he wants to be involved in terms of the football decision.
2: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. That's why I'm saying I mentioned a guy just for the hell of it, like a, Ron, like a Rivera, a, a veteran coach. I think a younger um, coach coming out of college – to your point about the star and that the brand of the Dallas Cowboys. And, like Lincoln and, Riley. Yeah, right. Like Who, a a lot of Riley. people there have talked
1: about that. You know, the Cowboys, you know, he's got Dallas Cowboys head coach written all over him. There you go. I mean, because he's, he's down there in Oklahoma, which is, you know, on a map super close, you know,
2: right. to, to Dallas. Big that, 12. That part of the country. Big 12, exactly. Uh, he, I'm sure, would look at it like, oh, wow. This is amazing, amazing opportunity. The Dallas Cowboys. Tom Landry used to coach this team. This is unbelievable. Like this is amazing. You know that type thing. And yeah, okay, I'll have to deal with Jerry Jones, but he will be subservient to Jerry Jones quicker than a guy who's a veteran coach. Like let's say Fangio's Gonski from from the Broncos. I'm not saying the Cowboys would want him. This guy, this man, is not going to go there
1: and deal. <laughs> With Jerry Jones, you well, know what but, I mean? but don't you have to? Don't you have to know you're going to have to deal with that going in? That's why you don't go in if you have other options. That's right, my point. right, and and <laughs> I get that, I understand that, but I they're mean, not going to be
2: a, a, a mocking out for the star. That's I, my. Point. I don't,
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but I think you have to go in there with eyes wide open. I guess I look at it Taz, in terms of, you know, looking at at Jones, the owner. You know, is it? You know, we talk about what. You know, faces of teams, and you look at across the National Football League, there are not a lot of owners that are the face of the franchise. Jerry Jones is the face of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's I, yeah, it's, it's right. not Dak right. Prescott. It's not Ezekiel Elliott. It's not Jason Garrett. It's not Amari Cooper. It's not Amari Cooper. It's not Demarcus Lawrence. It's, right. it's nobody else. How many – i I think you could say that basically he's the only owner in the National Football I'm League. I that, that. Is he the only owner like that? I mean, I'm thinking I, I right think now. There, I don't think there's another owner. I mean, listen, Rams fans in St. Louis can't stand Stan Kroenke. Right, right. You know, they want basically, they put his head on a bullseye because of him moving the team to Los Angeles. I mean, at one point in time, I think the only guy that had that kind of, of feel was Al Davis. Oh, no doubt about it. That's, Al Davis with the Raiders. That's very true. That, uh, Al Davis He was defined, the face of the Raiders. He was the face of the Raiders. Just win, baby. He defined Raiders football. When you thought about the Oakland or Los Angeles Raiders, you thought about Al Davis. I don't think there's another owner in the National Football League, Taz, unless you could think of one, where I say to myself, yeah, that's the face of the team.
2: Right, yeah, and even Kraft. Like, he's not the face of... Like, he's on camera a lot. He talks a lot. But he never, ever, ever... Undermines the coaches, no. All the players, Belichick would be gone a long time ago. Belichick wouldn't deal with that. I think that's the other thing too. I think coaches that have that success and that confidence and their belief in themselves, they're going to train you how to treat them. They're going to train that owner, you know, of that squad of that team. Hey, you're not going to publicly punk me out. You want to go behind closed doors and you want to, you know, go off on me or get mad at me or tell me what I'm doing wrong. No problemo, but publicly you're gonna kill my credibility. That's gonna be a problem. See, I don't think Garrett has that relationship like that with Jones. I don't.
1: Why well, I, I agree with you. I think you know, Jason Garrett lets Jerry Jones be Jerry Jones. That's it, man. And that's I think that's saying. where yeah. he's able to survive, for and that's so why long. Yeah. And for so long. Uh, you know, I think that's why Jason Garrett's still the Cowboys head coach because he has not gotten frustrated by this. Because he has not stepped up and said, this is nonsense, this can no longer happen. Because I think if that was transpiring, Taz, I think Jason Garrett might have been gone a while back (laughs) and would still be the Cowboys' head coach.
2: Well, let's just say, you're right, I agree with you, but let's just say, like, just spitballing, like a college coach, you mentioned Lincoln Riley. Let's just say a guy older, let's just say the great Nick Saban, let's just say, I know this is not going to happen, he leaves Alabama. Okay, I want to give another shot the NFL. That Dolphins thing flopped really bad, and I want to give this whole NFL thing a chance. And Aikman, I'm sorry, Aikman, uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys get a hold of Nick Saban's people. Nick Saban is not going to go to the Dallas Cowboys and deal with Jerry Jones. Like a guy like that, I'm saying a coach, even on the college level, that's longer in the tooth, that's successful, believes in himself, that will have options. He is not going to deal with someone like a Jerry Jones. That's the thing. And, And you're right. I think that's how Garrett kept the job so long because... He just did his job and let let Jones do what he wants and just said, hey, he's the owner. Whatever he wants to, you know, he wants to cut my feet off. Just saying that nicely, uh, publicly. Then that's his business. Uh, I'll let him deal with it. I'll let him do it because he's the owner. Nah, that's right. you know.
1: And unless you hit rock bottom, well,
2: true. Unless you, yeah. unless
1: you get it into your contract, right? If you're saving they you get it into your contract. Like Bill Parcells at one point in time, right? Had control, right? Then they all started started to win. And then Jerry Jones started to get more involved, and then Bill Parcells basically wiped his hands and said, "I can't do this anymore." Right? right. Jerry Jones, you go all the way back, Taz. You know, for our younger, when when the Cowboys were winning, when Jerry Jones first bought the Dallas Cowboys, right? They brought in Jimmy Johnson, and then they started, you know, winning precipitously. And Johnson did a great job with the draft and the Herschel Walker trade and the like. Jerry Jones, his ego couldn't handle the fact that Jimmy Johnson was getting all the credit. (laughs) Yeah, and and they started to butt heads their egos started to butt heads. That ended that relationship, and he brought in a guy like Barry Switzer, mm-hmm. who was not a good NFL head coach. We know what he was in college, but Barry Switzer rode, Oklahoma, the, yeah. right, rode the coattails of all those Johnson players um, in order to win a Super Bowl down there in Dallas, but they haven't won anything since. No, and I think it's the ego of Jerry Jones that has prevented sustained success here for the Dallas Cowboys. I really do.
2: Uh, no, no, I totally agree with and, you, um, and I think that he wants to have that guy you know, who, who will fall in line. He wants that guy who he can micromanage and who will be subservient to him on, in football operations and then some. And 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 I don't think he'll give that up in a contract to Nick Saban or anybody. I know Nick Saban's not calling No, we're, I get, I I get your point, now, but, but you that kind of, I mean.
1: yeah. no, but you, w- what you're talking about is that kind of a presence right, as a head coach, yeah, right, right. that guy yeah. that has accomplished as much as he has, that's the guy it. that you bring in and say, Correct. he's our solution, like Parcells was at one point exactly. in time. Exactly. When, you, when you, you know, you crack out the carving board and right. you're, you're all celebrating because here comes the conquering hero. Right. What yeah. Rutgers did yesterday was Shiano, and <laughs> that yeah. presser. That's it. Get all control.
2: you a national championship in two years. Well,
1: that's exactly. <laughs> Chop that wood, Taz. Chop the wood. Chop the wood. Chop of the wood. You're in the forest and the light beaming down. <laughs> Go Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Do you agree with Troy Aikman's defense of Jason Garrett? More sympathy for the coach after what he had to say yesterday? Want to hear from you at 855 CBS. 855 CBS. 212
0: It's Taz and the Moose on this Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All
1: right, CBS Sports Radio's Top Relan is brought to you by Geico. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. We opened up the talk this morning talking a little bit about Troy Aikman's comments yesterday on a Dallas radio station. Very critical of the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, the Hall of Famer. We know what Aikman accomplished as a player, what he's doing as a broadcaster now for Fox, and kind of supportive of uh, his uh, the head coach down there in Dallas and Jason Garrett saying it's a very, very difficult situation. The one thing it might help him do as well, Taz, is get another job next year in the NFL. I mean, it might help, you know, mm. kind of, and we've talked about the respect level that Garrett has amongst other teams uh, in the National Football League, there was that report by Rappaport if the Giants decide to part ways with uh, Pat Shermer that they might be interested in Jason Garrett. What it might have be helping uh, kind of uh, grease the skids a little bit is for Garrett to get another opportunity in the NFL as well. Yeah,
2: definitely could. I mean, that's it, a good point. I didn't think of that. It, it maybe could have quasi or maybe by design helped, helped uh, his buddy Garrett here. You never know by kind of saying the things he said cuz he didn't pull punches on that radio station down Dallas. So, uh, you know, good well, job. I'm sure for him
1: it's got to be frustrating, no? Yeah, I, mean, I would a team, think so. I a would team that he played absolutely. for, a team that he starred for, he calls a number of their games. I was just going to
2: say he calls a ton of their games. Yeah, and and you know, I, I, look, I as a broadcaster, I, I I'm 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 totally cool with it. I like it cuz yeah. especially when he calls the Cowboy games, he's never like he, he's not biased, you could tell. He's a pro, you know. Unlike uh, Rodney Harrison in the studio on NBC, <laughs> where he goes crazy with the Patriots. I know, it goes back to the Patriots, man. I can't help it. And it's like he's just waving the Are Patriots. You're like Teddy Bruschi? Yeah, no, he's another guy. These guys should show up and to the ESPN jobs and NBC broadcast jobs yeah. with the friggin' uh, New England Patriots bow uh, ties on or, or yeah. neck ties. Well, they, the yeah. yeah. the right. they should
1: have the pin on. They should have the pin on.
2: You're right. <laughs> Well, just, i mean, really, you know what, Rodney? Stop,
1: uh, stop, please. Yeah, the, uh, the, certainly were. Thank you, Bill.
2: It's uh, <laughs> unbelievable. It's like—I mean, be like Aikman. Be a little— by, you know, no. Look, look at my boy Romo. Romo goes on the air and he does—he he, he, when he's calling Cowboy games, he's not a homer for the Cowboys. They're going to go ten uh, seconds. They no, have to.
1: He, he's not. He's not a, hes not. He's not. Romo can do no wrong to you. You understand? He can't do no wrong, All and right. you
2: know that. You do know that that drop. You figured it out over the weekend, right? That
1: that was Tony Robbins. Yes, I, I can't my,
2: believe yes. they just did that. Wow. I'm sure you researched,
1: you researched yeah, it at I, home. I did not research. I spent my entire weekend. I was like... Uh, uh, I was like, hey, I picture you doing that. No, I, yes, that's what I did not on a pulley audio. No, Jackson, hold on, I can't play with you right now. No football right now. I'm listening to <laughs> no, Romo. Ex- Jackson, listening does this sound like Romo? I'm listening like... to Romo game
2: film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pictured you all weekend trying to yeah, find yeah. that game where he did that. <laughs> I thought you'd show up here Monday, like, well, wow, but I was out sick. Wow, no, wow, wow, I was, I was, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. That's, I know it doesn't sound like him, but it was him. Yeah. It,
1: but you agree it doesn't sound like it him? It doesn't sound like okay. him. Okay. No. Hey, well, at least we are in agreement there. Because right. I, I when I hear it, I, it doesn't sound like him, but I... Seglia, I swear to God, it's almost like he personally insulted him when I said that wasn't Romo. He oh, said, I pulled it. That's him. That is him. That's him. I cut that audio. That I is can't him. believe they just did that. Like, oh, wow. My, relax for a second. Relax. Well, I remember it to be specific
2: because I had to go find it on the TV. It was a game and time it took like 20 minutes. Yeah, it was him. Yeah.
1: To light a fire on a mic, it takes a lot. All yeah, I have to do is question lot. whether or not that's Romo. Yeah, that's it. Well, we're...
2: You know, because a lot of us here are defensive, except you. We're all very defensive. Oh, Tony I Romo. know. Trust me. I Roy. love him.
1: This is, uh, we're in Tony Romoville. Yeah. This is He's be, the best. He, he is He can't do anything wrong, no matter what he does. He's done so much for Jim Nance's career. Who cares if Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> knocked out cold on the field? Got to worry about the 10-second runoff. There's, there's got to be a 10-second runoff here. They're bringing out costs right. for They're bringing out right. panicking. They've got, the, they've got the smelling salts. Yeah. They've got the neck brace out. <laughs> the jugulars cut. their right, blood right. in the He's air. He's like, oh, my God, why isn't there? a wrong. They don't have a timeout. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, right, Ooh, Peterman's skin. already
1: the picturing clock, right? the oh, yeah. interception he's about to throw.
2: And meanwhile, I'm a Bills fan, and I, and I don't even care about Tyrod. I'm like, man, this is a Robo, man. Just speak for it. He's a Roman. He's man. so right. What, right. About your, what about your quarterback? Don't right. worry about it. Tyrod will yeah, be fine. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> You know, they so sc- it a catch. Some good sound effects, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't see anything
3: there.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, the uh, oh, Bogus, uh, are you a oh, uh, uh, I Romo just fan? got here. Yeah, yeah nice. I know. I am a, oh, a Romo
3: fan. Nice. Yes, nice. Well, you're a broadcaster, so I was. Just I do curious. like Romo, and I liked Aikman talking. You know what? I yeah. appreciated it.
2: Yeah, I right. Yeah, you have to. But you like him as a commentator too, Aikman. Um. Oh, you shouldn't hesitate. He's excellent.
3: He's good, yes, and I, <laughs> I like. Hesitate I
1: mean, <laughs> I
3: was <gonna> say <laughs> I, I hesitate?
1: I, well, everyone could have their own opinion,
3: no, right? Really. I mean, not I really. well, I like Collinsworth and Michaels. You hate them, they right? They suck.
2: Yeah. They don't. They're not bad. They suck. They suck. It's like listening to a football game in 1973. Okay, <laughs> they suck. Listen, uh, Collinsworth was a good wide receiver. I know that. Yeah. Okay, I gave the bang. I know that. And and. And sometimes those, you know, his, when he really wants to break down a play, he's excellent at it. But his those guys are marks for themselves. Those guys want to be stars. And now I, my, Al Michaels been doing that
1: for six hundred years. Well, Michaels, I think we get his, is already a star, right? No, he's just living off Miracle. Yeah. on the
2: night. He's st- he is a star. I know he's a star, and he's a, earned you know the I it. I understand that. He takes care of
1: you as a as a uh, listener. here we go. No, I know you might not like I his don't style. Like man. No, no, I know you don't like his style. I I, I understand stylistically, but in, in terms of when you're listening to him, right? Do you, do you feel like he as a as a play by play guy? Do you think he's taking care of you? Yes,
2: he's okay. a professional. Yeah. He doesn't that's, miss that's anything. All. Yeah, you, you are correct.
1: Yeah, you're right. You, you nailed it. Because I, there are other guys like that I style. feel like when they're doing play by play, they don't really take care of the audience? Right. I I do think that, but. He, stylistically, you, you know, it's fine not to not to like Al Michaels. I mean, yeah, but remember, he does right? his he job. He does yeah. do his job. Yes, you're and right, Collinsworth. Right. I mean, the pro football focus. So is it? No, not pro. Yeah, that's no, you're it. right. Yeah, the PA, which he's basically co-owner of or the he's owner. the
3: CEO. I just no, saw on NFL. That's network. why he's always on there. Yeah. What yeah. a mock!
1: Wow. Well, yeah, that's why they use those ratings. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've Where have to... I been? I've talked about that before. Watching too much wrestling. I mentioned that before.
3: Ah, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> on the show you mentioned it or just in general? Yes, yeah, but on the <laughs> show. It has. I was talking to my son Paul.
2: I mentioned it in the my news, my son Paul like, what's, what's, what's pro
1: football for? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he just lost his first tooth, by the way. Tooth oh, congrats.
2: Yes. A visit. yes.
1: Uh, you're going to like,
2: give him, like, 100 bucks? 200 bucks? What do you yeah. give him?
1: No, I gave him uh, right. a grand. Yeah, trans yeah trans I gave him a grand. Right. car, right? your son. I gave him a grand and a Maserati. It's in the car.
3: It's in gave the driver. Grand, yeah.
1: Again, look, a, a cool grand. That's
2: oh it. man, well, you probably put you probably put a little lottery ticket under his pillow. No, all he wanted was <laughs> He's like not more, my dad. <laughs> That's t- what my dad would yeah, do, right?
1: No, I put a, I gave him the uh, the, uh, the scratch the, off the double at Aqueduct. Here's <laughs> the tip. He's, <laughs> he's, walking around, he's walking around with an OTB uh, ticket. What's this? From Bobby Valentine's up there, winners up there in Stamford, Connecticut. He goes, What's this? Sounds no, like, like my youth. I'm like, It's, it's a Kentucky easy. Derby future bet. We've got Tis the Law. Explaining that to the little kids in kindergarten. Ah. Yeah. Wow. My youngest son loves watching the races with me. Yeah, I, that's how I was with my dad. He's into my youngest son, Gregory. He's like, And then they'll, they'll come up to me, like, Which horse are we rooting for? Like, <laughs> yeah. start them out young, yeah There you go. No. Get them going. <laughs> no. My, I used to It bothers, bothers my wife. My, bothers wife like my mother used to get so yeah, my, my wife hates, hates it. it. My wife's like, "What are you doing to them?"
3: Yeah. I'm like, "All right, I'll stop." She, oh, there's do just do? horses running in a circle. Yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> what numbers on their belly? <laughs> right, my daughter's like, "Oh, that's purple. I'll root for the purple one." Or like, one's name no! is like a. No,
1: root for the one with the gold letter. The... Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: No, they my dad was. They
3: picked they, they pick the numbers. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, Daddy, where's the nine? I go, there's only eight in the field. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> What's the field, Daddy? There's only eight horses. All right. Market. Pick another number.
2: Three. Two,
3: six, three. Two, six, three. <laughs> oh, my God. In that order.
2: <laughs> I sit yeah. on the track of my dad. He would tell me what number to root for. I'm like, no, Dad, I want to root for that number. No, no, no. You got to root for this number here. Right. Trust me.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: You want a new pair of cleats for your middle school football games? <laughs> root for that guy. Do you like dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Root for that number right there. Oh my like, God, I get it now.
1: i but like, well, I do. not yeah, I don't do the cleats. I go, listen, the seven wins here, we'll head into the toy store. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I Whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Within yeah. reason. Yeah, so yeah. You guys just burnt the basement down. I, I, so said that. Uh, I, we, when we, we need I the eight to hit. I
2: could <laughs> tell, like, me and my brother could tell when my dad would get home from the track because he's going every day. Yeah. We didn't live far from Aqueduct. And we could tell by how he closed the door in the driveway on his car, how he did in the triple at the end of the day. You could tell how he did, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was a loud slam. Like, all right, we'll go hang out in the basement. Let dad go in the house, give him a little breathing room. But if it was like a he cu- it was a quiet slam and he'd come mm-hmm. in the house, you hear him whistle. All right, there you, you hit go. it. Yeah, hit the exact. Oh, there's same. no doubt. where yeah, yeah. wear it on where yeah. their emotions are. Right Otherwise was a little
1: bit of a heel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you know that right now. But no, but anyway, yeah. No, I, can, I can. I think. I think that's a lot. I think that's a large percentage uh, yeah, of I, guys I and girls that like yeah. go to the track. That yeah, makes. If you have a good day, I think you're happy as anything. If you have a bad day, I think you come in as a a beaten person. Yeah. It can. If you have a long day at the track, it can wear you out.
2: It, yeah, and you know, I, all can kind decide of though about sports betting and stuff like forget the horses for a second, but, like, a lot of my son's friends, you know, a handful, I shouldn't say a lot, they're in their, you know, early 20s or 20s. My kids aren't into it, but they're into going to these casinos now. Yeah. Like, I, I, maybe I'm a little behind the times here, but it's, like, a big thing with young, you know, young guys that are in college. They're going to casinos, like, and just... I, I mean, I, I must sound like a, a jabroni right now, because when I was that age, I, I did because I saw my dad gamble so much. I, you know, me and my brother never got into it because yep. he used to tell us, nah, it's a bad habit," you know. And when I was that age, I didn't do that stuff. You know what I mean? But like, I'm, and I'm glad my son doesn't. I mean, you know. he if, well, I mean, some of his friends—they, well, they, uh, no, they go a little
1: crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, like as, long as, as long as you're in control, as long as yeah. you don't go crazy, as long as you don't go nuts, you know, it doesn't take over your life. I mean, I know people that where it can do. I, you know, I don't think it's you know, like when I was up at Syracuse, we used to go to. Uh, uh, go to the Indian Reservation Turning Stone Casino.
2: Oh, I know, I know that spot. Yeah, I turning, do know that spot. Yeah, I've turning never been there, but I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, Turning
1: Stone, and I, oh, I'm sure it's even bigger now. But so they, this is
2: not a new thing for college students. No, they
1: just All opened. Right. They just opened it up when we were up at Syracuse, like initially, and they were building like uh, the golf course and the hotel. Yeah. But they had the gaming floor, a part of it opened, and there were uh, you know some Friday nights where we'd head over there and go gamble. Yeah. Well, I know like. Um, I was playing, like, war, but... Yeah. A <laughs> yeah. paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's... it's I don't know. I, just... I, wasn't, I wasn't there playing... <laughs> I you know, when you're that age, you don't I have a lot of money. I wasn't there playing blackjack playing That's or what I'm saying. Your point, though,
2: when you're that age, you don't have a lot of money to begin with. Oh, no. Usually, uh, you know uh, yeah, I mean? it's yeah. not like
1: I'm rolling in there with House, six grand. Yeah, like... And we're rolling on the table, 27 red. Yeah. With a Patron in your mouth. Yeah,
2: exactly. a Sweet at night. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing that. Well, well... I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? I just was wondering if that,
3: I thought it was a newer thing, but I guess it's not. It's, I feel like it's newer or it's gone to a different height now. Because it's so much easier. Yeah, there's just more of them, and I they, believe. So it's probably they, on your phone. Do, do on, yeah, yeah, yeah. the oh, well, on their Matt, phone, yeah, Oh, well, Matt,
1: yeah, that's new. The phone stuff is new.
3: That's I mean, crazy. That, wasn't,
1: that wasn't there. But in terms of going to the casino, we used to do that when we were in college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's something. That's for sure. It's definitely something. You know what I mean? Okay. What's what's up Andrew? How
2: well, are you buddy? I'm oh.
3: well guys. Uh so the Milwaukee Bucks they keep winning. Giannis a three straight away. <laughs> Shoots it going again. It's 80-68 ABC easy as 1-2-3 for the MVP his third three of the night Ted Davis, Box Radio, Giannis 35 and a 127-103 victory in Detroit 13 consecutive wins for his team, a night after winning in Denver, the Lakers stormed through Utah 121-96, LeBron 20 points 12 assists, the Pacers won in OKC 107-100 the Nets outscored the Hawks 131-18 and the Celtics took care of the Heat, 112-93 Boston now 8-0 in in Boston. The Bruins haven't lost in regulation yet at home this NHL season, and the Pats are 5-0 in Foxborough. College Hoops, a rematch from last spring's Elite Eight. Different rosters, different result for Purdue. Tipped away by Hunter. Proctor has it. Another Purdue takeaway. Terry Cutter, a three from the left wing. Bullseye! Bullseye! And the joint is jumping
2: as Purdue leads 40 to 19 over the defending national champions
3: yeah, Blackman, Learfield IMG College. Oh, the national champions. Yeah, the Boilermakers blitz the fifth-ranked Cavaliers 69-40. It's their first win in Mackey Arena ever against a non-conference top five opponent. Number six Ohio State routed number uh, seven North Carolina in Chapel Hill, 74-49. And third-ranked Maryland took care of Notre Dame, 72-51. Elsewhere, number nine, Gonzaga. Handled Texas Southern 10162. Clay Helton will get a fifth season as USC football coach, and Eli Manning will get at least one more start for the Giants. It appears rookie QB Daniel Jones dealing with a moderate high ankle sprain, so Eli likely to get the nod Monday night in Philadelphia. Tonight in Chicago, it's the Bears and Cowboys in a meeting of disappointing six and six teams, and the Philadelphia Phillies inking former Mets righty Zach Wheeler five years, one hundred eighteen mil. One year, eighteen million dollars gets Cole Hamels to Atlanta, guys. Yeah, I mean, good for
1: good for Wheeler. Bothered by that, Taz? Uh, a Mets yeah, fan?
3: Uh, immensely. Yeah, I almost didn't want it
2: to come up on the show, but yeah, why would I want? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, no, I don't want him on the Phillies. I liked Wheeler. You know, but and, – and he probably, Well, you're
1: bothered by – I mean, you're happy – I mean, for him to gamble on himself, I mean, it's Oh, yeah, I mean, sure. But you're happy the, the fact that
3: he goes to the Phillies. That just makes me sick. Yeah, I'm glad the Mets didn't pay him $118 million. No, I don't think I wish he, he should have gotten got Right,
2: right, exactly. For them to do that, it's just – that's a little bit of a reach. But still, good for him to get that kind of money. He's a heck of a pitcher. He is. But, yeah, that's just the Phillies. You know, and now they got Girardi over there.
1: They got a – who came out the other day once, Dede Badly. Really? Yeah, basically stolen. Talking about how great. How'd how that much, get out? Like, how do you
2: get that? What do you say? He said, like, he he didn't say it. He can't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's,
1: a a he he yeah he's a free agent. He can say whatever he wants about him. Yeah, He's yeah. a free agent. So yeah, he could talk. He talked so he about the. That, yeah. yeah, he said that. Gregorius is great in the clubhouse. Great on the field. Great defensively. He said yeah. he's, you know, an unbelievable. You know, he, he couldn't.
2: I like have, D-D. seems like yeah, uh, him this- enough love. Didi.
1: I like him. Uh, Yeah, I like Gregorius as well. I think it'd be a mistake, and I don't think the Yankees are bringing him back. But I think it's going to be a mistake that the Yankees move on from him. You think Yankee fans will be
2: upset if he's gone? Because if if I was a Yankee fan, I would be. I feel like most Yankee fans don't. It's like I don't know. It's like
1: Uh, I think it's a case of what have you done for me lately? I think the fact that he struggled so much offensively when he came back off the Tommy John surgery. I think maybe Mm -hmm. some Yankee fans have cooled to the idea. I think if you go back to last year, Taz. I think every Yankee fan would have signed on the dotted line for gotcha. Didi Gregorius to come back, like
2: Jeter 2.0. Basically.
1: Right, he's been yeah. great. know, yeah. he has. I mean, at one point in time, he was a top five shortstop in the game. I know. I remember. I
2: remember. Yeah, I, I mean, know, that's I not that long ago. I We're know. Going back a year ago. Yeah, no, he's a real good player. There's no doubt about it. He's legit. And yeah. we'll see what Wheeler does with the. God, World I hope the he doesn't Phillies. go to the friggin' Phillies. Come, come on. on.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. Oh my God! <laughs> it just uh, hit it's me. Bryce Harper will ruin it. Don't worry. Okay,
2: yeah, they got Harper, too. I mean, it's like, yeah, just now when you, when you were saying that, I'm thinking about it, the Girardi Phillies, but I'm thinking about D.D. with the Yankees. Then I'm thinking now as you're saying,
1: like, him actually with the Phillies. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, talk about a, a team that's spending big money. I mean, they are spending big money, the Philadelphia Phillies. They did last offseason. They make a big play.
0: Oh, For no. Zach Wheeler and I, bring him aboard, maybe
1: it. Gregorius. Who knows where Philadelphia goes next? And they got uh, oh. Girardi as manager. I know, Moose. I know. Thanks for bringing it But up. the uh, big news for the Mets yesterday is, you know, they they have uh, well, they're in negotiations to sell eighty percent of the team. I to like a guy that. That's worth thirteen point two billion dollars.
2: Bring it on! I think it's great. <laughs> and a Met fan from Long Island. I say, bring him on, Steve Cohen. Yep.
1: Not the one from the radio station. No, he's not the VP of Sports at Sirius XM Satellite LA Radio. <laughs> not no, that's that, not that going, Steve Cohen. No. Steve Cohen. I'm like, wait, wait no. He's doing well there. Yes, that's a exactly big shot right. At no, he's, yeah, right. <laughs> he's a hedge fund guy. He's a Wall Street guy. But yeah, yeah. he's a super Met fan. That, according to papers yesterday, said when you know he will spend, he will be a big player and spend big money on players moving forward. Maybe he needs an assistant
2: GM that lives on Long Island. Yeah, maybe, right. Three oh, of them. <laughs> I'll bring me, I'll bring Pete in, and one from Jersey who could deliver them both. B. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, yeah. Well, should be interesting. Bye. If he lives, he's uh, making Mr. that Cohen, kind of money. Would you <laughs> make, uh, mind coming on my latest edition of basketball drives? Uh, get. Mike would probably get him on there. If he lives on the island, he's making that kind of money. He's on the North Shore. That I promise you.
1: You might be right. I've no idea. Um, you, you might be yeah, right. I mean, that's where the the big yeah. players live. Yeah, I don't think he's no knock. I don't think he's living in Levittown. I'm okay. uh, <laughs> just saying.
2: <laughs>
0: no
1: knock on anybody in Levittown. Pilates. <laughs> Bruce Arians on the future of Jameis Winston. We'll get into that next. It's Taz and the Moose on this Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio.
0: Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Yep. Uh, Sunday, it's another NFL on
1: CBS doubleheader. First, Baltimore's MVP candidate Lamar Jackson takes his show on the road to Buffalo, followed by a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game when the Patriots welcome the Chiefs. It all starts with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS.
2: Mm. So we're talking about this gentleman, Stephen A. Cohen, who is going to. Uh, on a percentage of the New York Mets. Yeah, 80% controlling interest. 80%. Yeah, he, you know, you said he's from Long Island. He is from Long Island. Now he lives up in your neck of the woods. He actually lives in Greenwich. Okay. So uh, that's where Vince McMahon is from. That yeah, a so, number
1: of. Number yeah. of ginormous. Hi, Roland Jones. Yeah, you
2: got Greenwich. the McMahon's. You got the Coens. You got the Malusises. They're yeah, all up there. Yeah, I'm not in Greenwich. <laughs> so, yes, I, you're not. near there, though. All right, so, I yeah. passed
1: by it on the way to Starbucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's maybe 600 Starbucks in Greenwich, but yeah, that's another there story. There are. There's, I know. I, think I know. might be right about that because I used to pass there when I was used to go to Stanford to the WWE office. Yeah. I would stop at a Starbucks in Greenwich. Yeah, and uh, you know who I met there was. Uh, oh my God, I'm the Blank. Um, Great! Oh man, legendary running back for the Giants who passed away. Oh man, he's through the Monday Night Football games. Frank Gifford. Gifford, I can remember his name. And I ran into him there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think him. I think they used to. They live up there. Years they ago. Used yeah, to, years ago. I don't know if they still do. I don't know if they still do. Now. One of the only celebrity type guys. I actually went up to introduce myself That's because nice. I respect yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So this Mister Cohen here. He's, you're right. He's extremely. He's a billionaire. Jones. Um, <clears throat> went to U Ivy League Jones, and went to the Wharton School of Business. That's the quarterback that was uh, the what's his name uh, that was at UCLA. His grandmother started that. The one who's was, was what Josh Rosen. Rosen. Yeah, I'm forgetting everybody's name today. Too many chair shots. <clears throat> Josh Rosen. That's the. That's what the school, school that, of business, right, that right his grandmother yeah. started. Well, oh, uh,
1: it's going to be now the one thing with the caveat to it. He, first off, he's got to be approved, right? The now they're in negotiations. It has not been the deal has not been finalized. Reportedly, it's two point six billion dollars that he'll buy the Mets for. Uh, it would not include S&Y, the other the company that I work. It would not include the regional sports network. Right? Otherwise, be, he would be a boss? What? Otherwise, you, right? So, but and, then you
2: could connect me with him.
1: Well. Of course. And Pete. Yeah. Yes, I could connect everyone. Yes, that's yeah. how we're right. He'd just be walking around the newsroom. Um, <laughs> That'd be a scene. Yes, uh, that's exactly right. That would be um, a scene. But the Fred would remain and Jeff Wilpon would remain and control the team for the next five years. So, Can you
2: get us a meeting with Mr. Cohen? Uh, probably not. Huh.
1: I couldn't even get a meeting with Mr. Uh. Cohen.
2: <clears throat> because I'm thinking I could do a little work for the Mets, and I want to bring my friends Mike and Pete with me. I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I, we could do maybe a podcast for the Mets. Yes, Mike can edit it. Yeah,
1: I
0: can.
2: Yeah, or, or Pete can edit. It. Mike's an on-air talent now, and and
1: <laughs> Mike He's and great. I could. Well, could do talent evaluation. Yeah, could, right, that's and it. make or, the schedules. Or maybe Bowami can make an appearance in seventh inning stretch sing god bless america oh, or right or do take me out to the ball game
3: that's <laughs> a separate contract right.
2: and moose you could come on as a guest as yeah, a med hater uh oh, with that, passive I'm aggressive a... shots and loving the yankees you could do that best. it'd be great that's... not a met you're not a med hater but you know what i mean um but no yeah so you're, you'll get this set up with us Stephen a Cole. yeah of course right it's top of my list right great <laughs> right Tell so we're gonna do a little podcast for him
1: yeah but I mean, he'll be the – if he if this deal does go through, he'll be the wealthiest owner in all of Major League Baseball. Wow. He'll be the wealthiest owner of all of baseball. And my, and team, be a, my team still won't be in the World Series. Well, but it, it's – We'll have cool uniforms, though. Well, they'll be I, – I mean, that whoever – Cashmere. And give Tiki Barber credit. He broke the story.
2: Tiki's my man, you
1: know that. That's Tiki basically threw, said out; he put it out there on on his show here on CBS Sports Radio, and and uh, you know people weren't giving him credit. And he ended up being correct. Well, let's give him. We'll play the sound on the of the break. No, maybe not. Taz moves CBS Sports Radio.